The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Once again, we came from the radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. With me via social distancing, we have the life with Jenner G's, Jen Elise Feldy. Hi, guys. Hope you're doing well tonight. Eat your vegetables. So uh, this week, we're going to have, uh, what do we have going on this week? Where's, where's my list? I had it written down somewhere. Where's your marbles, Mark? <laughs> I think I missed. Oh, here it is. We have... Um, <laughs> Pronto Comics, Dominic uh, Definish Mansperano with his comic pick of the week, and senior correspondent Charlie Saladino uh, was he. Let me try this again. Senior correspondent Charlie Saladino had a senior <laughs> correspondent Charlie Saladino moment. <laughs> and uh-huh. we have some interviews that were going to air from the PowerCon, which he forgot that he had from way back <laughs> in January. So we're going to air that as well. Charlie! <laughs> yeah. And we also have some uh, new Jaybird and Lee segments. So that's what we're going to have on this week's show. But before we get into any of that, we have to take it away with the news. The news is brought to you in part by the finest folks of the Big Apple Connor, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 25 years of pop culture and comic book stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com and... Uh, Check out for whenever their new conventions are going to be, because everything is going all crazy at the time, but keep going on that website to find out more information. And I want to give a shout-out for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, Unji Kun, and Shadow Rabbit. Art. If you want to get your own little shout-out, go to www.patreon.com, look up It Came From The Radio, and just for a dollar, you can uh, get your shout-out. We also have other perks um, for different tiers, and we just added a brand new tier for $15,000. And what, do you know what we get for $15,000, Jennifer? I have no clue. Tell us, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) You're okay. So for $15,000, you get a day with co-host Jennifer Elise, Jen Elise Feldy, consisting of yeah two prepared, prepared and cooked meals along with the recipes by and from uh, her, which is yours, Key to the Life, Key to Live the Life guidebook, and a personal training workout session for you and a friend at her personal gym. In addition to all the other perks, you get to be a guest on the show, you get to hang out with uh, an evening with uh, Dominic Definition Masperano, where you get to go to all the um, uh, best comic book stores in New York City and all the best bars in the city if you're 21 and over. Um, you get to be a guest on the show. You get all this other stuff. Only $15,000, so get right on that. Yeah, 15000 is a pretty good deal. Yeah, I, I thought... Especially she- now. I mean, I'll probably get a stimulus check of like $2, so 1515000 is nothing. <laughs> exactly, and see, it's a discount because originally we were talking twenty thousand, so it's only fifteen thousand. So right there is a deal. I'm sold. <laughs> the Jewish me is excited. <laughs> 
that's so the deal. Let's, so let's start off with, as we always do, the sad news. Oh, man. Uh, actor Brian Dennehy died recently from cardiac arrest due to sepsis, a life-threatening complication of an infection. Uh, Brian had roles in over 180 films, television and stage productions, such as, this is a big one on the big screen, Looking for Mr. Goodbar, Semi-Tough, Foul Play, Butch Cassidy, and Sundance, The Early Days, 10, First Blood, Gorky Park, Cocoon, and a sequel, Cocoon 2, The Return, Silverado, FX, and a sequel, FX2, Legal Eagles, The Man from Snowy River, Part 2, he wasn't in Part 1, Blue Heat, Presumed Innocent, Gladiator, Tommy Boy, Summer Catch, Assault on Precinct 13, Ratatouille, the animated movie, Righteous Kill, Twelfth Night, and Son of the South, uh, Son of the South, just to name a few. On the small screen, he was oh in such shows, such movies as It Happened at Lakewood Manor, A Real American Hero, Jer Jericho Mile, A Rumor of War, The Seduction of Miss Leona, Fly Away Home, Acceptable Risk, Perfect Witness, A Killing in a Small Town, Pride and Extreme Prejudice, Teamster Boss, The Jackie Presser Story, Two Catch a Killer, Burden of Proof, Deadly Matrimony, Foreign Affairs, Prophet of Evil, The Irvile LeBron Story, Jack Reed, Badge of Honor, and its sequels, Jack Reed, A Search for Justice, Jack Reed, of One of Our Own, Jack Reed, A Killer Among Us, Jack Reed, Death and a Vengeance, A Season of Purgatory, Voyage of Terror, Death of a Salesman, Category 6, Day of Destruction, and The Challenger, in numerous guest spots, and numerous guest spots on TV shows, which most recently was a series on NBC called The Blacklist. So he oh was in God. everything. Justice Filmography was an athletic event, just have someone read it, exercise their jaws, oh. their face is going to be more defined. <laughs> it's, oh my it's, god! It's probably out of all them, probably the most we've ever had. Like of all the the big things that he's been in. Um, for me personally, which is it's just kind of sad in a way. For for all the great stuff that he's done, for me most m most memorable of Ryan Dennehy was his appearance, which wasn't even him in the animated film South Park: Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Did you ever see that movie? I did not see that. He's just been in so many things. And if there's ghosts and there's a world beyond, I just watched my friend's ghost hunting show. I really hope he's proud of himself because this is really a lot to be proud of. So, so yeah, so on, on South Park the movie, uh, you go online and, and look up what would Brian Boytano do. There's a song about mm. Brian Boytano the skater. And then um, halfway through the song, Brian Dennehy shows up because they're thinking they're singing about him. And then they tell him to get the hell out of there. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, um, that's that's sadly that's my my best memory of Brian Denny. It wasn't even his voice, but it was just it was just him. Uh, he was a spry eighty-one. Uh, so uh, moving on to to not this a sad. This is very. This is really a bit of a downer. I would say most of our times together on the phone, Mark, and together is is really a downer lately. It's all obituaries with you. Yeah, that's that's fun. As as we Can like. Can we to... talk about people who are born next time? Can we do born birthdays? Things? Yeah, like, no, no, but instead of the people who died, the people who enter this world, so we, we actually go to the hospital and we announce the births <laughs> people. What do you think of that? We can talk about all the things they accomplished in the womb. Yeah. <laughs> Eating and pooping? Actually, they don't even poop. They just, <laughs> they just I eat. Like it. It's like the Food Channel. Congratulations not. on being alive. <laughs> exactly. Those, are, those exactly. are their accomplishments. That'll be the shortest segment ever. <laughs> hey, it's a little bit more uplifting than this. You did it again! You know, that's three times! I'm sorry, editor. I'm sorry, editor. I don't 
curse at all, she says. I don't curse at all, she says. I curse a lot. I've never said I curse at all. I said I won't curse. I didn't say don't curse. I said I won't because I'm trying to tell myself not to, but I curse a lot. Again, again. So lies, lies, lies. Oh my god. Sorry, editor, again. I apologize, again. I'll make you, I'll give you a workout training, editor. It's $15,000. worth $15,000. I'm making his life right now. I'm sorry. You gotta work out for me. It's 15000 Boom, I, I finished. I, I get it, I did it. So moving on to not as sad news. I, um, from the they held out as long as they could department. San Diego Comic-Con has announced that they are canceling this year's annual event. Executives say, for the first time in its 50-year history, San Diego Comic-Con convention, with deep regret, announced that there will be no Comic-Con in 2020. The event will instead return to San Diego Convention Center from July 22nd to July 25th, 2021. Next year, providing that the world doesn't end. Uh, recognizing that the countless attendees save and plan for its conventions each year and how many exhibitors and stakeholders reply, rely upon its events for a major portion of their livelihood, we had hoped to delay this decision in anticipation that the COVID-19 concerns might lessen by the summer. Ha, good luck with that. Continuous monitoring of health advisories and recent statements by the governor of California has made it clear that it would not be safe to move forward without plans this year. So, uh, yeah. Um, so fans who purchase badges because you have to get the badges well in advance. Like it's it's Comic Con is so big. Like once it goes on sale, they usually sell out within minutes. It's it's the craziest thing because it is the biggest convention in the entire United States. Uh, fans who purchase badges uh, have the option to request a refund or to transfer their badges to next year. Uh, badge holders will receive an email instructions within the coming week. Uh, Comic-Con's official hotel affiliates will be canceling all hotel reservations and refunding all deposits. So that's not bad. Uh, for those of you who are not paying attention, San Diego Comic-Con is the largest pop culture comic and book convention in the entire United States, spanning five days in the summer with attendance of over 130,000 people, not including off-site events each year. Um, I know you've never been. Not the San Diego one, but near Comic-Con, I, I went. I, yeah, I even uh, did a little bit of hosting this year for about, I went for about 30 minutes this year just to pop in and do a commercial. So think about that, but like multiplied to the nth degree and in, in San Diego. Sunny, warm, no. beautiful San Diego. Oh, that sounds so much better. <laughs> the New York one's so like sucky. I almost cursed again. I um, know. <laughs> control myself but i just gotta tell you on a silver lining note i actually kind of prayed in my head for about one to three minutes in a parking lot the day before this happened for a two-week earth break and i just gotta say that this is a good year to basically either be a slacker or be pregnant because nobody's gonna see you no one's gonna see your fat belly and if you want to be a slacker which i wanted to do for two weeks and i kind of got my wish for a lot longer i mean this is a great year to be like you know what I'm just going to chill, and, and, and you're not going to lose out because everyone else is chilling too. So I got to tell you, that's some really good news about this. If you don't die, if you don't die and you don't get permanent damage, it's a great year to be a slacker, and that's my final word on that. I thought you were going to say you prayed in a parking lot that you weren't going to curse on the show. Oh, no. I don't care that much about that. I wouldn't pray for that. I, I you think know, my prayers were meaningful, so. You know, when, uh, you know, when we come back uh, to the studio, no cursing. <laughs> 
said? Yes. All right, all right. It's just twice. Uh, don't, don't get your panties in a bunch, Mike. Twice in this show, you're at four. You're, you're starting to be like one of the high people uh, who curse. Really? Yes. That's because I'm such a bad Oh, uh, yeah. It might be. It might be. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm at the five then. Uh, so, of note, uh, San Diego is estimated to suffer losses around $88 million from expected con revenue to all the local businesses in the area. So, that's not good. Wow, that's just so depressing. Uh, moving on. So, as some as depressing or maybe not as depressing stuff. Uh, from the follow-up department. Um, as mentioned on a previous show, uh, previous shows, actually, Diamond Distributors, the major distributor of comics and comic-related material to comic book stores, has essentially shut down. So now, indie publisher Scott Scout Scout Comics and DC Comics have stepped up to try to help the supply chain of comics moving. DC has set up its new distribution deal with two mail-order comic book stores that are delving into the business-to-business -business comic distribution um, workshop. Uh, company ah, I, I messed that up so bad uh, Lunar Distribution and USC Comic Distributors uh, DC says <clears throat> to assist with the immediate distribution of DC titles during the ongoing COVID-19 crisis we secured the assistance of two distributors to help facilitate orders of shipping and revised publishing schedule uh, Lunar Distributors and USC Comic Distributors have agreed to work with us to distribute these new comics to that end we've made changes to the publishing schedule the new schedule is designed to allow stores to begin ordering a limited amount of DC product at first and then ease back into numbers of book that represents a normal release schedule for DC when their businesses can't accommodate it. So they're like, do what you can, buy our stuff, here's your chance. That's not bad. Right. Yeah, it sounds like there's some hope for that. I'm, I'm feeling good about that. I was it's going to a downward spiral and this kind of gets me out of it. So I think that the fact that they're trying is, is, is something. You know, just try. Try to get the books out there. People want to read the comics. Hopefully right. keep the stores open. Um, Scout, Scout Comics says, in light of the pandemic and the ever-changing distribu distribution news, man, that's a hard word this week, Scout <laughs> Comics and Entertainment Inc. has decided to release new content directly on their website, www.scoutcomics.com. Uh, once oh. our distribution partners get rolling again, we will plan on releasing through them as well. All of our shipments are handled with incredibly carefully with the safety of our employees and readers in mind. So they're going to distribute, they're going to self-distribute their own comics, but they're going to do safety uh, guidelines to send you your comics. That's actually awesome too. All right, that sounds good. Okay. So good job for those guys. And what's funny, and I guess it's funny and or sad if you look at it, Marvel, no announcements, they're just not going to do anything because, you know, they don't need the money. <laughs> Is that going to screw over the clients? Well, um, I mean, Marvel is the number one, and DC's number two, so if your number one comic guys are not making new comics, but, you know, Marvel in and of itself, Disney in and of itself, they don't need that money. They're, <laughs> there's, there's no money in comics, as they say, so I like yeah, it I that... I wish that was Marvel, then, right now. <laughs> I like it that Disney and, uh, and the independent guy, Scout, is actually stepping up, so maybe this might change the whole outlook of it, and, and we'll see. Um, I'll take your word for that, Mark. So let's see. So speaking of Diamond, from the See You Later Suckers Department, um, Dan Manser, Diamond yeah. Marketing's director since 2007, 13 years ago, has announced that he's leaving the company to work for a medical device company. Uh -huh. <laughs> you actually mentioned something like this like last that. week uh, about how... 
that Diamond is just like that they were gonna do stuff and then they somebody was saying because remember Diamond was like yeah we're not doing anything we're not sending any money we're, we're holding on to the money they were saying a whole bunch right. of stuff and this is the marketing guy right. in charge of marketing so now he's like I'm leaving <laughs> um, Dan wow. says Sounds really shysty. Yeah, Dan says, this next, this next chapter in my career will provide many new challenges and growth, and I can't wait to get to work. Many thanks to my friends, my co-workers at Diamond, and the comic industry in general. I hope and pray for better days ahead of you. I shall cherish all the creative efforts and success we've had together, and learn from you, and learn so much from all of you. So basically, <laughs> the ship was sinking at Diamond. Everything was going crazy at Diamond. And he's like... I'm in charge of marketing, you guys? I'm gonna go over there. <laughs> yeah, this uh this leaks of controversy. <laughs> this really does. This is uh, uh I'm gonna hold my thoughts to myself. Sounds like we're listening to a BS artist. <laughs> BS artist that speech was BS artist written all over if I ever heard it. <laughs> well he I is the marketing guy. Like genuine, yeah, that's not like a genuine person. <laughs> if anyone said that to me, I'd be like, You're a freaking sales on show, shiesty man. I don't trust you. It's very fake. So, like, Next. I, I, I just find it hilarious that the marketing guy out of everybody leaves because he's like, uh, I can't deal with this. Because, right. as we mentioned, the company has stopped all production. They've, they've held on to the money that they received for stuff that they haven't shipped. <laughs> and then they decided to make a new plan, which they were going to pay a little bit at a time, a percentage of what's owed to the people over <laughs> an extended amount of weeks of time. Yeah. Still without shipping anything. Like it was the right. it was crazy and here's one of those things that comes out of it. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think they were trying to just like, you know, strong arm everyone, like, you know what, we're not going to pay you. You want us to pay you? We're paying you. And then that didn't work out so well because guess what? The people have some power and I'm sure, I'm sure either something scary happened mafia style or people are like, run, screaming out like, hey, you can't do it to this mister. You can't do that to us. So one of the other happened and he was just, he probably was just like, you know what? Peace out, nephew. Probably. And he was just like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, so I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Okay. So moving along. From the uh, everything is fine, but we like money more department. <laughs> Last week, after reporting huge losses from the XFL, but still having, quote, substantially financial resources, both available cash and debt capacity, which currently totals approximately $500 million to manage the challenges ahead, WWE has released a slew of wrestlers suddenly just a few hours afterwards uh, mentioning that uh, um, report. Uh, given the saying, given the uncertainty of the situation, the company also identified headcount reductions and made a decision to furlough a portion of its workplace effective immediately. So with that, 22 current wrestlers and 30 more backstage employees are now out the door. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I was going to say for this, too, if this is the year you want to be a slacker, this is your year. And number two, you know, I'm working on five different films right now, right? And yeah. I, I got to say, there's one that I, I'd rather not do, but I don't want to quit because it'll make me look bad. So perhaps one of these wrestlers is in this position, perhaps they're in a contract that they want to get out of, like myself. And uh, the company just closes and says, see you later, sucker. And, you know, I wouldn't mind right now if that happened to me with one of my jobs. So I bet you one or two of these people is like, oh, thank God, I was so sick of wrestling naked men. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. How, how much fun do you think can it be to have another guy's, you know, what in your face? You know? All the time. And some of them like it. Maybe we can talk about that another time. But the truth is, uh, there's probably one or two there. Like, you know what? I'm getting old. 
I just want to hang out with my wife. I want to hang out with my mistress. I want to hang out with my second mistress. And I don't want all these, you know, tennis balls in my face right now. Are are we going back to naked sports? (laughs) I mean, I would enjoy naked sports, but I'm saying perhaps Uh, there's one of these guys that didn't like naked sports. That's what this really is. Wrestling is naked sports. It really is. Uh, So moving along. (laughs) (laughs) From the risk versus reward department. Warner Brothers Animation has announced that their new computer animated Scooby-Doo movie called Scoob uh, will be going straight to home video as opposed to moving its planned May 15th day release in theaters. Executives say, we know fans are eager to see Scoob and are delighted we can deliver this feel-good movie for families to enjoy while they're at home together. Uh, the film will debut on May 15th as planned, but as a 48-hour video-on-demand rental with a price point of 20 bucks. I don't know if that's a good price. Well, I think it's kind of the equivalent of going to movies, because the last time I remember, I, you know, movie, price, movie tickets were about $20. So this is basically the same thing, and uh, people at home can benefit, because if they, if they can share it, now families of fours can watch the entire movie for 20 but for them, they have the opportunity to jack up the price, and I commend them for not doing so, because I'm sure people would pay more than a movie ticket right now. That's true, and you know, not for nothing, I always see my movies for free, so $20 for a movie seems like a lot. Um, yeah. as, a, as a side thing, I have been against this movie from the beginning, so I'm kind of glad it didn't have its theatrical release because they decided not to use the original voice cast, which are still alive. Like, uh, the guy who plays uh, Fred has been playing Fred since its, obses- in it, since its inception, way back, uh, I think it was 1979 or something like that, 69. Like, he's been playing Fred forever, and they don't give him a role as Fred in this movie. And the voice actor is a hugely popular voice actor out there. So, like, they could have done it, but they didn't. So I'm like, against this movie, don't pay your $20, don't go see that movie. Yeah, it's still a better deal than taking a family of four to theaters, so that's my logic behind it. That is that is true. So uh, I believe it won't make as much money as they had hoped to make, but I still no. hope it doesn't make any money at all. No box office sales. Uh, yes. So speaking of uh, movies, from the It's Not Just a Movie Anymore department, uh, in California, police say an 18-year-old man was arrested, af- arrested? arrested after he broke into Disneyland this past week by jumping over the gate surrounding the park, which has been closed due to coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Jeremiah Smith was found at 11 p.m. near a construction site by the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Unlike the movie Vacation, where Chevy Chase breaks into the Wally world with his family, Jeremiah was alone and believed was there to steal items or equipment from the construction site. Did you ever see Vacation, the movie Vacation? I just watched, that's one of the last movies I just watched, and I even was thinking of Wally World before you said that. I was picturing the big moose and how they beat up the moose, and they, they oh my God, uh, that's what happens in real life. It happens. Yeah, so some dude tried it. I mean, you know, you think about it. Just to walk around Disneyland by yourself is an experience, but this guy was yeah. not doing that. Uh, well, what was he doing exactly? Did they have footage of him? Well, they, they have footage of him jumping the gate, and they say he was there to probably steal stuff. But there's no uh, there. footage of what he was what he did there. So. You know, people are so weird. He could have been having, like, an imaginary ghost lunch party. <laughs> you know, who knows? People are so weird these days. Him and they Walt Disney everything. hanging out together? Who knows? I mean, and by people are so weird, I mean me. Because right now I'm in a purple wig, and I'm getting ready to play uh, Chica. Chica, the spiritual chick, and uh, I look pretty crazy, so I want to talk right now. All right. Um, so moving on. Actually, these these a uh, little bit of 
Pui. Man, I'm not doing good today. These little bit of news why I picked just for you. So, from the Food for Thought department, uh, celebrity chef Justin Warner has teamed up with Marvel to make Marvel Eat the Universe, the official cookbook. Based on Marvel's video series hosted by Justin, this cookbook features step-by-step -step instructions for creating 60 comic book-inspired foods such as Storm's Tornadoes of Beef and Dazzler's Pizza Bagels, just to name a few. Um, are you familiar with uh, Justin Warner, Celebrity Chef? No, but all I was thinking was macrobiotics. Macrobiotics, someone that's really well-trained can supposedly tell the type of energy the person was in who cooked the food. So... I mean, with these types of titles, uh, people are going to be really on edge while they're eating. <laughs> I mean, they're going to they're going to be fighting. It's going to be like Captain Planet uh, Oreos. It's going to be crazy. Oh my god! Captain Planet Oreos. That why you have all the five uh, Oreos and you put them all together, stack it up as one. Oh my god! That sounds so good right now. Oh my god! Please. Um, the book is available to buy on July 28th. So, you know, there's still some time away, but you can buy a, a cookbook from the Celebrity Chef and have some Marvel meals. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and final bit of news. From the The Vikings Can Be Vegans Too department, uh, none other than the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, or PETA for short, is lobbying writer-director Taika Waititi to have Thor change to a vegan diet in the next Thor movie, to explain his weight loss that he gained in the last Avengers movie. Peter says, what? yeah, Peter says, <clears throat> actor Chris Hemsworth went vegan while filming the original Thor movie and the Avengers films and other Marvel Cinematic Universe stars like Benedict Cumberbatch and hot Natalie Portman are also powered by plants. Peter hopes uh, Ta Taika, Tai man, Taika Waititi will have their god of thunder get in shape and save the planet by keeping animals off his plate. If Thor is serious about protecting the earth, going vegan makes a lot of sense. Axing animal products from his diet could save more than 1,000 gallons of water, 20 pounds of carbon dioxide emissions, and 30 square feet of forest each day, as well as the lives of nearly 200 animals a year. By having Thor go vegan, you can easily explain his restored physique while hammering home the benefits of a plant-based diet. That is unreal. That gives me some hope. You know what? It's pretty smart. It's good influence for kids. Really. I think it was a cute idea. And, you know, it's not It's not something that they're preaching, you know, so it could, well, we'll it would, <laughs> it, well, I mean, based on this, it does seem like a good idea which they can incorporate a positive message without being preachy. And that yeah. makes everybody happy, you know? It could be yeah, a one, be good. it could be a throwaway line in the movie. It's like, oh my God, you're, you're, you're you know, you, you look so much exactly. better. Like, oh, I was, a, I, I became vegan. Boom, done. Exactly. It doesn't have to be 17 minutes of, what did you have for breakfast, Johnny? I have this for breakfast. And then there was no more action scenes. It's just talking about what they ate. And there'll be a bunch of Jewish ladies sitting around at diner being like, what did you eat? What did you eat? What did you eat? <laughs> yeah, so we so, can't have that. So I think that's actually a good positive vibe. It's a nice idea and something that can be easily incorporated without making too much of a problem. Um, we have like a minute left, but I did want to mention that um, the original voice actor for uh, Shaggy from the Scooby-Doo series, um, uh, you're familiar with Scooby-Doo, right? Of course. Okay, so Shaggy loves eating. And the voice actor became vegan. And he quit the role because um, they were promoting McDonald's. And oh. it, it offended him. He's like, you know, I'm offended. So he stopped doing the role. And he came back 
under the contract agreement that Shaggy becomes a vegan. So Shaggy, ever since then, has always been a vegan since he did the voice role. So how about that? See, something simple like that. That's the thing I would do. I always say if I had, you know, if I was famous, it doesn't matter how famous I am. I will never endorse certain types of sodas and bad junk foods. Anything that's going to give you proven health problems, I'm not going to endorse it. Yeah. So that's I, very good. Yeah. Very so you know, it's a it's a positive message. One that I may not I may not indulge in, but I still think it's a positive okay. message and something that that can be easily done. So so you that's it for the news. You just have to promote it. Make sure little kids don't ruin their lives. That's exactly. All. That's My life is is already downhill, but not yours. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> that's how I do. <laughs> that's funny though. But, oh no. <laughs> so so yeah. So that's it for the news. Um, you want to do a final thirty second or less um, uh, final thought? Ginger and garlic is great, and I'm cooking broccoli, and I advise all you have some broccoli or some string beans or some type of vegetable that makes you happy today. Be healthy so you can live the life of your dreams. All right, so that's it. We're going to take our break, and we'll be right back with It Came From The Radio. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lion-O, command it. Hi, everybody. This is Larry Kenny, the voice of Lion-O on Thundercats. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. This is Carrie Steller from In the Girls Corner, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. This is Charlie Saladino from Came From The Radio. I'm here live at the PowCon at the Brooklyn Expo Center, and I'm here with one of our favorite amazing authors, R.C. Young, and uh, she has a wonderful, uh, one, well, she has several books out under the Witchman title, and we are going to uh, interview her right now. How are you, Rachel? I'm really awesome. <laughs> really good. Tell us about your. Tell us about your book. Tell us about what it's. Uh, what it's. What tell us about. Tell us about. Tell us what it's all about. Okay. Uh, so, Witchman is a superhero story set in a medieval fantasy world. It's a story about a guy with uh, fire magic, and he's on a quest to locate and destroy goblins that represent the seven deadly sins. And it's. Um, it's just a play on my two favorite uh, genres: the superhero story, but instead of being in a modern day city, it's in this fantasy setting. And so. Um, you know, everything has to do with uh, monsters and fairies and sorcerers and all that, that kind of stuff. So it's all in there. Every everything you could possibly want in this book. Um, how did you come up with the idea? Um, I think I started off with kind of a Halloween themed story idea, and it just kind of transformed over time into these characters and you have the witch man and you have this demon and goblins and they live in a haunted tower and there's ghosts and all this stuff and it just kind of developed into its own story that way. And now I'm looking and there's there's several books uh, here. How many books are in the series? Okay, so Witchman, I have 
10 issues out. Each issue is double-sized from a standard comic book. And I also have them collected into two hardcover trades right now. So, Rachel, if anybody wants to get these amazing books, um, where can they get it? What social media? Get that all out right now. Okay. So, um, I have an Etsy shop. All my Witchman, as well as all my other books that are there, It's um, the shop is called Witchman Comics um, on Etsy. Um, you could also find a link for that on my website, www.witchmancomic.com. Um, and you can find a lot of my information on my Instagram as well. Um, my um, on Instagram as rc underscore young. I think that's pretty much it. Well, that's that. They can get you there. Uh, anyway, Rachel, thank you so much uh, for the interview, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Okay, thank you very much. This is Charlie Saladino, live at the PalCon in Brooklyn, the motherland, and uh, on our way back to you, Mark, in the studio. Hi, this is Amy Jo Johnson, writer-director from the film The Space Between, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Oh, this is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio. I'm here live at the PalCon in the motherland, Brooklyn, at the Brooklyn Expo Center, and I'm here with, of all people, the crew of Brooklyn Ties, an amazing movie, and uh, we're gonna gonna interview some of the some of the stars right now, and uh, Joe. Oh, you're going to introduce the rented lip. Sorry, Joe. You're going to introduce yourself and talk a little about you and the movie. Here we go. Here's Joe. Hey, Joseph Anthony Snyder here. I play Alonzo. What's great about this project is that it's from the perspective of the guys in the streets, the young, the younglings, and it works its way up to the made guys and it's just different and it's going to be great and I'm excited for it and I'm going to pass it off to our next great actress right beside me. Hey, hey, hello, my name is Jennifer Agostini, I play Genevieve, I play the wife of uh, Dominic Valencia and um, he's a mob boss and um, my character is uh, pretty much crazy, love it. And um, it's going to be um, a great series. And I'm going to pass it off now to my other co-star. Here we go, Dom. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Dominic Figuera. I play Larry in uh, Brooklyn Ties. I uh, like to keep it short and sweet. Uh, it's a great movie. Uh, we keep it, in it, it uh, modern day. And... Uh, uh, we dress casual to keep ourselves under the radar and uh, you know we go to our twists and turns d during the movie and uh, hopefully you guys will get a chance to um, see it and uh, I'm sure you'll like it. Thank you so much. Have a great day folks. Hello everybody, this is Sean King, the writer and director of the film, as you heard from my cast. I'm going to tell you this, it's coming out the end of March 2020, Amazon Prime. Check it out, www.brooklyntiesmovie.com, all the information's there. And let me tell you something, if you don't watch it, forget about it. Could you tell us a little bit about the movie? Well, the, the movie, it's about, it's about a young kid who uh, takes over Brooklyn underneath the mob boss. All right, he starts his own little crew, but you know, things happen in between kind of like a war between the youngsters and the old timers. So, 
I don't want to say too much about it. No, I, ra I, ra I rather the audience decide to go to the uh, to the website and to the film itself and uh, check it out. So tell them again when it's coming out on, on Amazon. The end of March, the last weekend of March, which is the 28th. All right, it'll be on Amazon. They can check it out. And you just had your uh, your debut. You just had your uh... yes. We had the debut on uh, January seventeenth uh, at the Belmore Movies. Turned out to be great. Over uh, three hundred people showed up. Beautiful. Awesome. All right. Well, I wish you guys well. Looks like Thank a great you. movie, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing that. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. Thank Goodbye, Cass. Take it easy. All right, this is Charlie Saladino from Came From The Radio, live at the PowCon. Back to you, Mark. Hey, ghoulies, this is Demon Boy, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. <laughs> this is Charlie Saladino from Came From The Radio. We're here at the PowCon at the amazing Brooklyn Expo Center, and I'm here with the amazing George Burns and Laura Link, um, who have an incredible game uh, that they're going to tell you about now. It's called Game of Ham. I think it's hysterical, but I'm going to hand the mic over to them, and uh, guys, tell us what it's all about. Well, thank you very much, Charlie. This game is describable as Cards Against Humanity meets Sorry, and it's a party card slash board game that is great for any night you want to bring drinks out and uh, basically the way it works is you have a question card and everyone plays a response card and whenever someone wins a question card you get a move forward on the board and a lot of these answers are not politically correct it's stuff like one combination example is the question is what increases life expectancy and one person plays an unsuccessful suicide which is not incorrect so and there's also one cool component to this game, which is you could go online to our website and create your own content, which you could then print out and put directly into your game, or share to an online community where you could find other cards people created and do the same thing. There's also 50-plus optional rules, including drinking, smoking, and punishing your friend rules. This game sets itself apart from Cards Against Humanity because it has over 800 cards as content, which is way more than Cards Against Humanity has to offer. The board game that comes with it is diversible, so you can flip the tiles, you can mix and match and have create an individual and unique layout of the board and how you play the game. You can play with up to 16 people, and it just is fun for perf perfect game nights. Well, I can tell you guys, I read some of these, uh, some of these answers alone, and uh, the answers alone was hysterical. And then I couldn't wait to see the questions. When I read the questions, that made the answers ten times more hysterical. Um, how long did it take you to develop this? Well, this game started, uh, I think it was in January of 2017. So it took about two years to really get this right. And it took 4,000 cards in the making in order to get it down to the cards you got here. And along the way, a bunch of new things got updated, and uh, we kind of innovated, innovated, innovated. So, from start to finish, about two years. And at this point now, there's about 5,000 to 6,000 cards. So it's still growing. So now, from a female point of view, this would be an enjoyable game for females. They Would it or would it not be a little? 
hundred percent. Like I bring it to a lot of girls' nights. We have a little drink and we just play it for hours and having the best time of our lives. It's a beautiful thing, and I gotta tell you, this is uh, this is such an innovative game. It's like nothing you've seen before, and it's hysterical. I'm telling you, you have a couple of beers, a glass of wine, or no alcohol at all. You don't need alcohol. I mean, I just pass by. I pass by the table every once in a while and read an answer, crack up, and move on. You know. But uh, anyway, tell our fans and uh, anybody who wants to get to this game where they can do it. Yeah, well, the game's available online at our website, gameofham.com, and if you want to see how the game works, we have a bunch of YouTubers that have covered it, so you can see an entire gameplay video if you just search it on YouTube. But the game is available for purchase on our website, gameofham.com. Beautiful. Laura, George, thank you so much for the interview, and like I said, get this game, it's hysterical. Thank you so thank much. You. I love this game! This is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio. Back to you, Mark. Hey, this is Brimstone, and you're listening to my boys on It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. Hi, this is Jaybird and Lee, and we're here to talk about music, movies, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about actors, such as Sylvester Stallone, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, and George Clooney. Yeah, if we have time to get to George Clooney, <laughs> because somebody likes Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio a lot, right? <laughs> but first, since you did mention Sylvester Stallone first, let's talk about him. What mm-hmm. do you, what uh, do you like about him? Well, I honestly think he he just for the movies I've seen him in, he's like the perfect role, like what for movies? Rocky. Oh, for, yeah, for Rocky. Yeah, Rocky. <laughs> Rocky 1 to a million? Yeah. <laughs> We've had a million sequels at this point, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Rocky is a great film. He wrote and directed that. I'm sure you know most of you guys already know this. And as uh, the movies went along, um, you know, some were pretty good, some were not so good, right? Yeah. What's your favorite? You, so we went through a binge, of course, with the Rocky series. What would you say is your favorite Rocky film? Hmm. I think not, uh, the one where he fought Ivan Drago. Ivan, yep. Yeah, that okay. was really awesome. So, to me, that's one of, like, it's a classic Rocky film, but it's yeah. one that I'm not a huge fan of. Okay? I like, obviously, the first one. Mm-hmm. And I like number three, where Mr. T... And Hulk Hogan were in it, you know? The guy who was a clubber Lang was the oh, bad yeah. guy, right? <laughs> what did you like about um, the fourth one? Um, I just, I mean, I felt bad when um, Creed passed. Yeah. From So I just liked how he, Rocky, got up from such, like, such a horrible thing happened. Like, I mean, he fit, fought this practically, like, not a robot, but he... Super soldier yeah. type guy, yeah. right? Because they kept on giving him drugs and steroids, and yeah, and somehow he still won, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> right. Well, it's Rocky, so he's gonna win yeah. <laughs> for the most part, right? Um, but like, what did you like about? I mean, I know you liked Rocky Four, but did you like Rocky the original one? I uh, yeah, I feel like it sort of was a little boring in the beginning, though. Okay. All right. Well, you know you're. 
You're uh, generation what? Y? Z? I don't Z. Know, generation Z, and they like everything real fast. And it's... back in the 70s when they made this movie, you know, things were a little bit slower. You know, it yeah, took a I while. Yeah, like fast to... moving movies. <laughs> yeah, this took time to develop the story. But all right, so we could talk about Sylvester Stallone a lot more right now, <laughs> but I think we're going to probably just move on to who do you want to speak about? Leonardo DiCaprio. All right, Leonardo DiCaprio. So if you saw, if you heard our other episode, we already kind of spoke about Inception and Catch Me If You Can, two of, of Ms. Jaybird's favorite films. <laughs> um, what else do you like about Mr. DiCaprio? Hmm. I mean, he, as I said for Sylvester, they, like, I feel like they played perfect, they were just perfect for their roles. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio was... I don't think they could have chosen a better um, actor to play, um, what's it called, Frank in... Frank in, in Catch, in Catch Me If You can. can. So what other movies have you seen that are Leonardo DiCaprio? Because Well, I've seen the Titanic. Okay. And, and that is, he, he just, like, he pulls off the roles. It's really, it's just awesome. <laughs> okay, so we know you like him. Stop it. <laughs> there's a trend here. Okay, uh, what other have you seen any other movies with him? Because there's a whole bunch of them. We probably need to go through. Uh, you know. Yeah, we have to go through more. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we'll come back to him on another uh, another review, right? With some of <laughs> yeah. his films. All right. Now, so Matt Damon, another blondish kind of guy that somebody seems to like. Oh, stop! What kind of what movies do you like of his? What was the one we recently... Ford vs. Ferrari, was it? Ford vs. Ferrari, yeah. yes. That one was really good. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a review on yeah, Ford vs. Ferrari. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> what did you like about it? Um, I mean, he, well, that movie, I, I don't even... It felt like you were, when you were watching it, it felt like you were in the car seat. Like, because okay. we were... It just felt like you were really... And it was a really long movie, but it felt like you were just really involved with it and what everything was happening. Okay. Like you felt like you were really involved with it. All right, all right. So that's we could go in deeper with the movie a little later because yeah. we're talking about the actor himself, Mr. Matt Damon, right? So what other movies have you seen that Mr. Damon was in? You don't know? You don't <laughs> no. remember? Well, we saw Rounders, which is another oh, one. Oh, yeah, that was an amazing movie. You know, yeah, Rounders <laughs> was an amazing movie. So, um, unfortunately, I've been showing the children uh, how to gamble, teaching them that that skill. It's and, fun. Gambling movies are awesome. Right. So, <laughs> um, Rounders had been the first one that they saw, and I think it sucked uh, Miss Jaybird in, right? Yeah. Then I wanted to see. After I saw that movie, I was like, we have to watch more gambling, gambling films. Movies. So we will do a theme of gambling, uh, gambling show pretty soon. Um, on top of that, don't forget Ocean's Eleven. Oh, yeah. That was really good. It had Brad Pitt and George Clooney in it. Oh, right. Two other guys that we want to talk about, but probably don't have enough time today. <laughs> we will move that on to next time, all right? Mm -hmm. Well, in general, we do like Leonardo DiCaprio. And who's that other guy? Really? <laughs> Matt Damon and <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah. Okay, those guys too. All right. So anyway, stay safe, stay connected. And stay healthy. <laughs> stay healthy. All right. See you soon. Meet Grimlock having fun on It Came From The Radio. Meet Greg Berger also. Now, back to our show. Hi, this is Jay Bird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. 
Today we're going to talk about George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Yeah, this is sort of a continuation from our last show, which was about actors, and we spoke about Stallone and DiCaprio and Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. And who's who's these uh, guys again? Brad Pitt and George Clooney. All right. Okay. <laughs> what would you like to talk about? Um. How about let's start off with the movie that they're both in: Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen. <laughs> okay. All right. So, what do you think of those films? Um, I really liked them. I thought it was really awesome how they like broke into casinos and. Stole just, all the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just filmed well. I think it was, uh, is it Steven Soderbergh, I think, who directed those? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Anyway, um, yeah, those were great films. You know, the original was, as far as I'm concerned, the best. Well, the original out of that three, there was the Frank Sinatra version with his Rat Pack, and that was, as far as I'm concerned, pretty much terrible <laughs> so although it looked like these guys had a lot of fun in um in the original oceans 11 this next set with brad pitt and matt damon you know it seemed like uh, not matt damon well he's in it <laughs> yeah yeah as the giggles happen right okay oh, stop um yeah so you know we thought that that was a really good film um, i found it how it, i found it funny that brad pitt was always like he was eating in every single scene like you never saw him without a drink or a sandwich. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, um, yeah. Brad Pitt had a lot of good, uh, good sandwiches, gyros, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I remember looking at the t like whenever his scene came on. I remember always saying to you that, "Look, he's eating again." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're right about that. So okay. So what other Brad Pitt's movies have you seen? Hmm. Do you remember? Well. Actually, I was going to say something else. There's, um, so Macklemore is my favorite rapper. He made a song about Brad Pitt, and okay. that song is awesome. <laughs> okay, so Macklemore is a rapper, right? Yeah. So, um, what, I think, what's his, he's famous for the songs, what, Downtown, Can't Hold Us, right? Yeah, and Thrift Shop. Okay, so what's the, tell us the song. What, Brad? The Brad, Brad Pitt Pitt's? song, yeah. What do you mean? Like, tell... Some of the lyrics. What's going on? Why... Oh, um, I guess one of them is, like, it's, well, it's called Brad Pitt's Cousin. It isn't necessarily about... Brad... Oh, right. Yeah, so it's, he's... like, it's so... just basically shouting out, I don't know, a mention to him? Right, because know. he's trying to get into places? What was the... Uh, yeah, he said he's, like, Brad Pitt... He said he's, like, Brad Pitt's cousin to try to get into, like... I don't know, like Paris or whatever. Paris? I don't, yeah. <laughs> Paris. He doesn't I don't to, know. Do you mean like he's going to get into a nightclub and he's like... Yeah, sure. He's like, Brad Pitt's my cousin, so he tries to get into stuff, right? Yeah. All right, that doesn't sound very <laughs> articulate. I think you have to come up with a better <laughs> thing anyway. All right, so have you seen any other Brad Pitt movies? Um, hmm. Didn't we watch a... I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen a bunch of stuff. You're not allowed to watch Fight Club because, you know, this audience probably knows what Fight Club's all about. And, uh, you know, you're not allowed to speak about Fight Club, so we won't be speaking about Fight Club. It's one of the rules. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so you can't see that. Why can't I see it? Is it rated R or something? We're not allowed to speak about Fight Club, so you can't watch it. That's the rule. For this show? For the movie. For everything. You for- can't. You can't watch it. Why can't I watch it? Because you're not allowed to watch it. You're underage. Uh, That's why. I do restrict some films, kids. Some films. Right. Yet I watched 8 Mile. 
Eight Mile, you did see. Right, <laughs> that was exactly. A good movie. So then, what's the deal with George Clooney? You like George Clooney too now? Yep. So what have you seen that he's in? Well, the Oceans. Ocean series. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> so okay, so <laughs> you like him for three films? All right, good job on that one. Um, as you'll see, we're gonna have to go into more in-depth knowledge of Mr. George Clooney and possibly Brad Pitt. Because uh, oh. I want to see Fight Club now that you said we can't see it. <laughs> I, it's not my rule; it's their rule. Whose rule? Fight Club rule. You can't uh, speak about Fight Club, so you can't be. Uh, you can't oh. see it. Come on. All right. Well, you know that's the way it is. Anyway, so those are our actors and our surface level knowledge of those guys <laughs> um anything else you want to say nope <laughs> nope you're done for today <laughs> okay uh lots of giggles anyway all right so we'll speak to you guys next time stay safe stay connected stay healthy all right bye-bye Bye. Hi guys, this is Xenia Seberg, who played Zev on the show Lex, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. Hi everyone, this is Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano, and it is once again time for... My comic book pick of the week. This week's Pick of the Week is brought to you by... Brooks Brothers. Is that Midtown? 45th and Madison. You are a barbarian. And as you may have guessed from the opening theme music for today's pick, and certainly from the uh, scene that I just played for you, auditorily anyway, uh, what I'm discussing today is The Shadow. Specifically, this book that uh, came from Dynamite, The Shadow now written by david liss art by colton worley and letters by rob steen and simon boland it's a really interesting take on the character but before i go into the book just a little background on the shadow just so you know if those who are not uh, familiar with them from wikipedia the shadow is the name of a collection of serialized dramas originally in 1930s pulp novels and then in a wide variety of media its title character has been featured on the radio in a long-running pulp magazine series in American comic books, comic strips, television serials, video games, and at least five feature films. The radio drama included episodes voiced by Orson Welles. And one of my favorite bad movies that you could say is The Shadow with Alec Baldwin. And that's the scene that you listened to just before. It's really, it's a, it's a fun book. It's a fun book. So the idea is that the shadow has gone off for a period of time and now returns to New York City. Let me read for you the description behind the book here. Having spent decades in the East to rejuvenate himself, the greatest pulp hero of them all, the Shadow, returns to New York in modern times. Lamont Cranston seeks to resume his old life, and his heroic alter ego is ready to stand once more as an enemy to evil. But while he slept, his foes have remained vigilant and the most dangerous man that the Shadow has ever faced prepares to rise once more. With his wicked progeny by his side, it's the shocking beginning to a new era of the Shadow.
It's basically what I'm reading, or what I recommend, is the graphic novel, which is a collection of a short six-issue series. And it's pretty good. It's almost, in its own way, a direct sequel to the movie with Alec Baldwin, which, again, as I said, I enjoyed a lot. I found, <laughs> I found that movie. I, I saw it when I was a kid, and it just kind of stuck with me. Is it really a good movie? No. It's not the best movie, but it's a lot of fun, and it's campy, and it's funny. And if you have nothing else to do, and a lot of us don't these days, I recommend renting it. And then I also recommend reading this comic, because it's really quite clever. It's an interesting idea. I feel it's a little rushed sometimes, but it's fun. And it's definitely a, a great way to extend and get deeper into the shadow. To procure the comic... The easiest way, in my opinion, is to just go on Amazon, which gives you a couple of different options. You can get it on via paperback, or you can get it via uh, digital download. Personally, if I still don't know what's going on with shipping these days, so I recommend if you can download it digitally to a Kindle, do it. It's a be a good read. It's a and right now, if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's zero. You can also get it on Comixology as well. Um, if not, you can't get it. It's only like $2 to buy each individual issue, um, which isn't so bad. So basically you're talking about 12 bucks, which not too bad. If you want the actual trade paperback to be shipped to you, if they're shipping, it's about $17.99. So, you know, not too bad. It's a, it's worth the investment, I'd say. Uh, definitely going to get a lot of fun out of this. It's very enjoyable and I highly recommend it. So that is this week's pick of the week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's pick. Please remember you can go and check out my own personal webcomic at fishysarcasm.com. You can become a Patreon of the comic. It's only $1 a month. It's the least expensive Patreon out there. I promise you that. Also, please go and check out prontocomics.com. We have plenty of comics for download. And always remember... Who knows? What evil of men, the shadow knows. <laughs> so be safe and be healthy. Take care. This is Brian Downey, Stanley Tweedle from the TV series Lex, and you're listening to It Came From Radio. Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on It Came From The Radio. Join us right here and every week on this radio station. If you missed any part of this show, Stop. go to our website, www.itcamefromtheradio.com. Listen to the archives. will be up in a week or so. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, check us out on Beyond the Dawn Studios. And we will see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.